We are reading 2 Kings chapters 24 through 25, Jeremiah chapter 40, and Proverbs chapter 14, verses 1 through 15, here on Commuter Bible OT. In our last episode, the prophecies of Jeremiah came to pass. The Chaldean army laid siege to Jerusalem and, right before his eyes were gouged out, Zedekiah's sons were executed in front of him. Our chronological reading of the Old Testament continues today as we read this account from 2 Kings. In both readings, we are introduced to Nebuzaradan, the Chaldean captain of the guards. Those who surrender to the Chaldeans are spared, and those who resist are put to the sword, usually at Nebuzaradan's command. Through all of this, the Lord keeps his promises to Jeremiah and protects him from harm. And what's more, the leaders of the Chaldean army treat Jeremiah with greater honor and respect than those of Judah. 2 Kings, chapters 24 through 25. During Jehoiakim's reign, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon attacked. Jehoiakim became his vassal for three years, and then he turned and rebelled against him. The Lord sent Chaldean, Aramean, Moabite, and Ammonite raiders against Jehoiakim. He sent them against Judah to destroy it, according to the word of the Lord he had spoken through his servants the prophets. Indeed, this happened to Judah at the Lord's command to remove them from his presence. It was because of the sins of Manasseh, according to all he had done, and also because of all the innocent blood he had shed. He had filled Jerusalem with innocent blood, and the Lord was not willing to forgive. The rest of the events of Jehoiakim's reign, along with all his accomplishments, are written in the historical record of Judah's kings. Jehoiakim rested with his ancestors, and his son Jehoiachin became king in his place. Now the king of Egypt did not march out of his land again, for the king of Babylon took everything that had belonged to the king of Egypt, from the brook of Egypt to the Euphrates River. Jehoiachin was 18 years old when he became king, and he reigned three months in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Nehushta, daughter of Elnathan. She was from Jerusalem. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as his father had done. At that time, the servants of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon marched up to Jerusalem, and the city came under siege. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came to the city while his servants were besieging it. King Jehoiachin of Judah, along with his mother, his servants, his commanders, and his officials, surrendered to the king of Babylon. So the king of Babylon took him captive in the eighth year of his reign. He also carried off from there all the treasures of the Lord's temple and the treasures of the king's palace and he cut into pieces all the gold articles that King Solomon of Israel had made for the Lord's sanctuary, just as the Lord had predicted. He deported all Jerusalem and all the commanders and all the best soldiers, 10,000 captives, including all the craftsmen and metalsmiths. Except for the poorest people of the land, no one remained. Nebuchadnezzar, deported Jehoiachin 
to Babylon. He took the king's mother, the king's wives, his officials, and the leading men of the land into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. The king of Babylon brought captive into Babylon all 7,000 of the best soldiers and 1,000 craftsmen and metalsmiths, all strong and fit for war. And the king of Babylon made Madaniah, Jehoiachin's uncle, king in his place, and changed his name to Zedekiah. Zedekiah was twenty-one years old when he became king, and he reigned eleven years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Hamutal, daughter of Jeremiah. She was from Libna. Zedekiah did what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as Jehoiakim had done. Because of the Lord's anger, it came to the point in Jerusalem and Judah that he finally banished them from his presence. Then Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. In the ninth year of Zedekiah's reign, on the tenth day of the tenth month, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon advanced against Jerusalem with his entire army. He laid siege to the city and built a siege wall against it all around. The city was under siege until King Zedekiah's eleventh year. By the ninth day of the fourth month, the famine was so severe in the city that the common people had no food. Then the city was broken into, and all the warriors fled at night by way of the city gate, between the two walls near the king's garden, even though the Chaldeans surrounded the city. As the king made his way along the route to the Arabah, the Chaldean army pursued him and overtook him in the plains of Jericho. Zedekiah's entire army left him and scattered. The Chaldeans seized the king and brought him up to the king of Babylon at Riblah, and they passed sentence on him. They slaughtered Zedekiah's sons before his eyes. Finally, the king of Babylon blinded Zedekiah, bound him in bronze chains, and took him to Babylon. On the seventh day of the fifth month, which was the nineteenth year of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guards, a servant of the king of Babylon, entered Jerusalem. He burned the Lord's temple, the king's palace, and all the houses of Jerusalem. He burned down all the great houses. The whole Chaldean army with the captain of the guards tore down the walls surrounding Jerusalem. Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guards, deported the rest of the people who remained in the city, the deserters who had defected to the king of Babylon, and the rest of the population. But the captain of the guards left some of the poorest of the land to be vine dressers and farmers. Now the Chaldeans broke into pieces the bronze pillars of the Lord's temple, the water carts, and the bronze basin, which were in the Lord's temple, and carried the bronze to Babylon. They also took the pots, shovels, wick trimmers, dishes, and all the bronze articles used in the priest's service. The captain of the guards took away the firepans and sprinkling basins, whatever was gold or silver. As for the two pillars, 
the one basin, and the water carts that Solomon had made for the Lord's temple, the weight of the bronze of all these articles was beyond measure. One pillar was twenty-seven feet tall and had a bronze capital on top of it. The capital, encircled by a grating and pomegranates of bronze, stood five feet high. The second pillar was the same, with its own grating. The captain of the guards also took away Sariah, the chief priest, Zephaniah, the priest of the second rank, and the three doorkeepers. From the city, he took a court official who had been appointed over the warriors, five trusted royal aides found in the city, the secretary of the commander of the army, who enlisted the people of the land for military duty, and sixty men from the common people who were found within the city. Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guards, took them and brought them to the king of Babylon at Riblah. The king of Babylon put them to death at Riblah in the land of Hamath. So Judah went into exile from its land. Babylon appointed Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, son of Shaphan, over the rest of the people he left in the land of Judah. When all the commanders of the armies, they and their men, heard that the king of Babylon had appointed Gedaliah, they came to Gedaliah at Mizpah. The commanders included Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, Johanan, son of Kareah, Sariah, son of Tanhamath the Netaphathite, and Jezaniah, son of the Makathite they and their men. Gedaliah swore an oath to them and their men, assuring them, Don't be afraid of the servants of the Chaldeans. Live in the land and serve the king of Babylon, and it will go well for you. In the seventh month, however, Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, son of Elishama, of the royal family, came with ten men and struck down Gedaliah, and he died. Also they killed the Judeans and the Chaldeans who were with him at Mizpah. Then all the people, from the youngest to the oldest, and the commanders of the army, left and went to Egypt, for they were afraid of the Chaldeans. On the twenty-seventh day of the twelfth month of the thirty-seventh year of the exile of Judah's king Jehoiachin, in the year evil Merodach, became king of Babylon. He pardoned King Jehoiachin of Judah and released him from prison. He spoke kindly to him and set his throne over the thrones of the kings who were with him in Babylon. So Jehoiachin changed his prison clothes and he dined regularly in the presence of the king of Babylon for the rest of his life. As for his allowance, a regular allowance was given to him by the king a portion for each day, for the rest of his life.
This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord after Nebuzaradan, captain of the guards, released him at Ramah. When he found him, he was bound in chains with all the exiles of Jerusalem and Judah who were being exiled to Babylon. The captain of the guards took Jeremiah and said to him, The Lord your God decreed this disaster on this place, and the Lord has fulfilled it. He has done just what he decreed. Because you people have sinned against the Lord and have not obeyed him, this thing has happened. Now pay attention. Today, I am setting you free from the chains that were on your hands. If it pleases you to come with me to Babylon, come, and I will take care of you. But if it seems wrong to you to come with me to Babylon, go no farther. Look, the whole land is in front of you. Wherever it seems good and right for you to go, go there. When Jeremiah had not yet turned to go, Nebuzaradan said to him, Return to Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, son of Shaphan, whom the king of Babylon has appointed over the cities of Judah, and stay with him among the people, or go wherever it seems right for you to go. So the captain of the guards gave him a ration and a gift and released him. Jeremiah therefore went to Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, at Mizpah, and he stayed with him among the people who remained in the land. All the commanders of the armies that were in the countryside, they and their men, heard that the king of Babylon had appointed Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, over the land. He had been put in charge of the men, women, and children from among the poorest of the land who had not been deported to Babylon. So they came to Gedaliah at Mizpah. The commanders included Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, Johanan, and Jonathan, the sons of Kareah, Sariah, son of Tanhumath, the sons of Ephi, the Netaphathite, and Jezaniah, son of the Makathite, they and their men. Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, son of Shaphan, swore an oath to them and their men, assuring them, Don't be afraid to serve the Chaldeans. Live in the land and serve the king of Babylon, and it will go well for you. As for me, I am going to live in Mizpah to represent you before the Chaldeans who come to us. As for you, gather wine, summer fruit, and oil. Place them in your storage jars and live in the cities you have captured. When all the Judeans in Moab and among the Ammonites and in Edom and in all the other lands also heard that the king of Babylon had left a remnant in Judah and had appointed Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, son of Shaphan, over them, they all returned from all the places where they had been banished and came to the land of Judah, to Gedaliah at Mizpah and harvested a great amount of wine and summer fruit. Meanwhile, Johanan, son of Kareah, and all the commanders of the armies in the countryside came to Gedaliah at Mizpah and warned him, Don't you realize that Balas, king of the Ammonites, has sent Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, to kill you? But Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, would not believe them. Then Johanan, son of Kareah, suggested to Gedaliah in private at Mizpah, 
Let me go kill Ishmael, son of Nethaniah. No one will know it. Why should he kill you and allow all of Judah that has gathered around you to scatter and the remnant of Judah to perish? But Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, responded to Johanan, son of Kareah. Don't do that. What you're saying about Ishmael is a lie. Proverbs chapter 14 Every wise woman builds her house, but a foolish one tears it down with her own hands. Whoever lives with integrity fears the Lord, but the one who is devious in his ways despises him. The proud speech of a fool brings a rod of discipline, but the lips of the wise protect them. Where there are no oxen, the feeding trough is empty, but an abundant harvest comes through the strength of an ox. An honest witness does not deceive, but a dishonest witness utters lies. A mocker seeks wisdom and doesn't find it, but knowledge comes easily to the perceptive. Stay away from a foolish person. You will gain no knowledge from his speech. The sensible person's freedom is to consider his way, but the stupidity of fools deceives them. Fools mock at making reparation, but there is goodwill among the upright. The heart knows its own bitterness, and no outsider shares in its joy. The house of the wicked will be destroyed, but the tent of the upright will flourish. There is a way that seems right to a person, but its end is the way of death. Even in laughter, a heart may be sad, and joy may end in grief. The disloyal one will get what his conduct deserves and a good one, what his deeds deserve. The inexperienced one believes anything, but the sensible one watches his steps. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember to trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, know Him, and He will make your paths straight.